नमस्ते गाइज वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द टर्फ टॉक सो वी आर गोइन डू समथिंग डिफरेंट इन दिस एपिसोड यू गोइन डिस्कस बेस्ट ऑफ द डेकेड एंड बाई डेकेड आई मीन स्टारिंग सीजन टू थाउजेंड नाइन टेन टू ट्वेंटी पार्ट वन ऑफ द थ्री पार्ट सीरीज एंड वील बी लुकिंग एट डिफेंस राइट सो वी आर गोइन लुक एट द बैक फाइव आई थिंक वी डिसाइडेड दैट वी थ्री ऑल थ्री ऑफ अस वन गो विथ a back four um and a keeper so uh we are going to look at the past the last 10 years um and pick our defense plus goalkeeper right so before we go there um what do you guys think about the last decade anything we want to touch on before we start you know listing who the best players were in the decade <laughs> yeah man i mean um i think um, if you think about the last decade right uh obviously one thing we forgot to mention was this is just uh, premier, premier league, league right uh, yeah. right premier league teams basically mm-hmm. in all competitions obviously uh, but um, yeah the last decade uh, has been interesting i would say man city has been one of the teams of the decade who have mm-hmm. you know come up yeah uh, and uh, there have been other teams as well who have won titles and also you know if you see across europe maybe uh, english teams have not been that dominant um if you compare it with the previous decade right when english teams were finishing semi finals finals um pretty often yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah I, i kind of agree with you uh, this this last 10 years have been uh, like you uh, correctly said the rise of man city um as yeah. such we've seen them uh, work really well uh, structure into the defensive lineup great forwards great midfield yeah uh, yeah so yeah man city is one team that we can uh, you know speak a lot about yeah. also you know there's been um, obvious decline of some team uh, like manchester united and some other teams uh, and the flow kind of uh, for the for the entire decade the flow is distributed um obviously man city has been on the rise last few years liverpool has seen good days yeah. uh we we spoke about how uh, chelsea is making appearances uh, you know through the season's past appearances through the yes, entire yes. 10 decades not consistent uh, enough yeah yeah uh, i mean they were consistent in that season but not like season to season to you know i don't want to di- uh, digress but it also is because chelsea has had so many managers in the last <laughs> yeah. 10 years so yeah. you can i mean i i honestly don't believe you can get consistency without having mm-hmm. a regular powerful manager correct the team includes the manager and it's it's one unit it's all tied yes, in together yes. the staff the coaching staff everything is tied in together yeah uh, yeah but uh, like i like you described um, we're going to talk about which defensive players have made impact not just on the team but just on Premier League on the fans, yes. Uh, goalkeepers, right back, left backs. Even though you know we have uh, a few left backs in Premier League in the last ten years to speak about. Okay, so I think uh, for me, I'll start with uh, the goalkeeper. For me, it's Peter Cech in goal. Um, on the left, I want to say Leighton Baines. Um, in terms of central defenders, I. This was a little hard uh, but I just had to go with these two players given the impact they had so I'll go with uh, Vincent Kompany and John Terry um and then on the right again I had a few contenders but I want to pick 
Pablo's Sabaleta as my right back. So again, my top five: Peter Cech, Dayton Baines, Vincent Company, John Terry, and Pablo Zab- Zabaleta. Nice man. Good diversity there. Nice. Cool. Nikhil. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm still not sure about the right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. I have a uh, Peter Cech uh, goalkeeper, John Terry, Vincent Company, centre backs. Uh. I chose um uh, Cesar Aspilicueta. Uh. I chose him as a left back. for right back i mean i didn't want to sound uh, biased but the stats that i saw and you know what he's done uh, i would go for ivanovic pranislav ivanovic okay cool kamesh uh, so goalkeeper um, david dehaya right back kyle walker cbs winston company and john terry left back um, aspicueta Yeah so it sounds like there's a lot of consistency in uh, who we think were the best center backs in the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it, it looks like and and we didn't really reveal our picks before the episode just yeah, so you so. know guys. Uh but yeah even though I tried really hard to quiz you on who we'll discuss but yeah, you guys didn't <laughs> tell me anything. Yeah. Thank you. I think for uh, center backs I was I was doing some digging which wasn't really required because we've all watched you know the last decade we know how influential these center backs have been yeah. oh, on their the team mm-hmm. here come the stats guys <laughs> ready everyone is ready so i think like you both said man city has been on the rise and um yeah company has been he's been an integral part of that rise right he joined the team in 2008 uh, and they started winning like two or three years later right so before 2008 man city were probably you know finishing in top 4 6 whatever yeah. uh but then if you look at his stats he has been great so in the last in that decade he won four titles yeah, four EPL titles, titles. Yeah. yeah um yeah two FA cups he right. was in the PFA team of the year three times in that decade right right mm-hmm. um he was also a he was also the premier league player of the season once mm-hmm. which yeah. which is a big achievement because i feel like it's not very common for a defender exactly yeah, yeah to be player at. of yeah. the season mm-hmm. um, i mean he was not known for scoring spectacular goals he would chip in with headers but yes. i do remember i think he the goal against leicester right like was it leicester or the, everton the screamer from outside leicester. the box right exactly yeah, and it was that. the goal of the season I in know, his last right? season yeah yeah, yeah. i was right. so it was that. his comeback uh, season i think yeah. when he came back and then nobody expected yeah. him to do great but he right. he did brilliantly in the last season so one thing about uh, company right uh, you mentioned that he won four titles right obviously like that that's a great deal uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. i was i was thinking about how many games he played in the first two versus the next two because it it was spread across the decade like yeah. um, i think the first title they won was 11 12 and then you know 13 14 i guess mm-hmm. and then towards the end of the decade right? right two titles in a row so towards the end he played 17 games i think around each each uh, each year mm-hmm. so but his influence in those 17 games were brilliant like like that screamer yeah. the goal that you were talking about Yeah. yeah and i think he he brought steel to the defense right i, I think uh, man city were glamorous going forward right they right. were known for you know i remember against united at home they scored 6 yeah. right 
Um, and this was when, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson was the manager. Mm-hmm. But again, I think yeah. he brought steel to the defense. I think he organized the defense. He was the captain. Yeah. Um, he had influence on the players that were coming in at yeah. the time. Um, and I think he he contributed more than a typical centre-back does. Right. Right. True. So I think for me, and I think that's true for all three of us, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's not just about appearances. It's not just about um, contribution with in the game. It's just how much sheer influence. Presence, sheer yes. presence in the team, uh, building the back line, uh, yeah. you know, making sure that everybody is is moving forward or you know staying when where they need to i think his presence alone was was enough for that team and i think great teams are always built on a good defense and he brought yeah. that to man city honestly i was looking at like you said right i was looking at some stats um overall uh, if we count just this decade if you do some math i think there were 12 titles across for man city while he was here Mm. Only in the decade, in the last decade, right? All the the smaller titles, the PL titles, uh, the European right. titles, yeah. like mix, you, including Community Shield and all that, including yeah. everything, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything. Uh, I mean, for yeah. his entire career, during his entire career, it was like fifteen titles. So you just take this decade; it's around twelve or something. Oh wow! Uh, so th- that's pretty big, yeah, uh, yeah, for uh, yeah. for a centre back captain, and uh, and him coming back when Man City needed somebody yeah. in the defence and. Uh, actually performing and not just being somebody on paper uh, or a brand was was actually quite good especially that uh, Leicester uh, game as well I think there's consensus uh, on company being the best of the decade and I feel like there's consistency in um, John Terry being his partner in defense yeah I think uh, you know like you said about company one of the greatest things that he has is leadership qualities. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Leading the team from the back. Like, he's going to yell at you if you miss a pass or, you know, oh, yes. put a false tackle yeah, yeah. or something. The same goes with John Terry. Yeah. You know, they're, they're both a similar influence in the team, I would say. And, um, you know, you would say John Terry, why, right? Why was he in the decade? I would, I would argue that he was one of the best... In Premier League of all time, I can say that he is just Premier League 25. Well, how many years is that? 30 years. It's probably one of the best we've had. If yeah. you consider the amount of success that he has had uh, overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you take in this decade, uh, he's got like three, three Premier titles. League titles. Yeah. Um, so 2009-10 uh, was the first one. And then uh, Mourinho came back. He won again. Mm-hmm. Then Antonio Conte came back. He came back now. He was <laughs> he came into <laughs> Chelsea and yeah. he won again. So he's won with different managers, uh, just like Vincent Company. Yeah. Um, so that shows you that all top class managers come in and they find this quality in this leader yeah. and they put him forward, right? So that is another quality of these two centre backs is that they've they've been managed by different managers and they've been credited equally by all those managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there was no one manager who uh, down tooled them or something like that. So that's another quality of these centre backs. And you know, John Terry's also won Champions League, Europa League, uh, three FA Cups, and you know, um, I think one EFL. So that's a lot of titles uh, and good in Europe too. Though, I, although I should say that he missed out the final of of the Champions League due to a red card in the semi final. Oh, so. He didn't play the final, yeah. but 
yeah i would say he took took us there in the competition though yeah my my um memory of john terry in champions league is not a happy one because yeah i know he, he <laughs> slipped and missed the penalty against yeah. united after ronaldo uh, missed it <laughs> exactly exactly but this is like pre 2009 yeah, 2008 it so doesn't count 2008 yeah but yeah i mean i don't have much to add i feel right. like um, if we have this team if we have these two as a center backs i think we have set leaders right uh, I would be scared to make a mistake in that team. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or even touch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's the same. I think they make together they make great uh anchor for defense. Yeah. I think uh, what I also wanted to point out was uh, their playing style, right? Uh, we know that we uh, consider them as to be a, uh, you know, strong uh headed uh, and very good mentality very high mentality sort of players mm-hmm. but uh, with the ball i think john terry was a lot underrated with the ball he he had a good passing range as well and yeah. uh, he had a good sense of uh, footballing uh, you know attacking wise or defensively he was very good especially because he was trained under you know uh, excellent uh, defensive partnerships yeah. uh, before that decade um so that's how he grew and i guess vincent company too i think uh, uh one thing we forget about is their actual footballing quality um uh, yeah. which uh, which matters a lot um for the team's overall quality yeah yeah and i think uh, just to quickly add company had a great presence in the um attacking half as well like yeah. consider consider corners and yeah set pieces uh, the headers coming yeah. in yeah and i guess john terry as well but mm-hmm. if you yeah. had to pick one between the two i think uh, company had a solid presence in that attacking half yeah, yeah. attacking stronger box. i would say yeah, yeah stronger. stronger presence right yeah. yeah yeah do you want to go for honorable mentions of center backs in my head i think um uh the different categories or different stats that we were looking i was looking at and yeah. and trying to figure out okay why i go with them uh, this guy instead of you know this guy right um you know uh, one of the stats that i thought would make more sense is what they brought to the team did they completely uh, flip the team around yeah. uh, in the sense how what was their influence on the team and uh, that's with like, any position right exactly that's with any yeah, position yeah, right exactly. you think about it it's yeah. not something you you can quantify it as uh, a combination of four different stats right like yeah. you can say okay uh, like ict in in our uh, we we take three stats and we give out one number right you can do that yeah. with with any stats uh, but so so in that sense i was just looking at uh, the last uh, two three seasons of liverpool yeah and uh, i think virgil van dijk uh, makes an on, uh, makes into my list about uh, an honorable mentions I think the way uh, when he came in from Southampton uh, it was a it was a big buy at that point uh, 75 million I think um and uh, everybody thought it's very overhyped for a defender but mm-hmm. what he did to that team Yeah it was an inflated market in yeah. India yeah so what he did that to that team at that point and he's still doing and the loss of him this season uh towards the team I think he just makes the cut for me Yeah personally I think his best is yet to come yeah we can talk about him in the next decade uh, 10 may, years from now yeah no i i think it'll be next year uh, or the year after yeah. but defenders usually peak in 30s i think 
at least even yeah. though not i'm not talking about their pace or anything but uh, their game sense and you know um, the control in the box and yeah. the control of the team uh, their leadership qualities they all show up in the 30s and i think he will be one of the best going forward now in the next uh, couple of years he is unfortunately he's injured yeah yeah i think uh, coming back from the injury is what yes. would make he he won't be the player he was but i think whatever he has is yeah. uh, good enough for uh, being one of the best in the premier leagues yeah. uh, but to your point i would say his best came after the decade if we are considering 1920 yeah. as Agreed. a decade so he has won champions league yeah um which was the last year of the decade mm-hmm. that he won mm-hmm. uh, and he was the reason uh, that they won as well yeah. because he took them there um yeah yeah uh, i don't think i have any other center backs that i thought about um uh, i was looking at you know stats and uh, you can say the lower teams uh, i don't want to say like a lower team but in the table right you talk about the table the teams who end up 15th or 10th or i don't want to say 10th chelsea's 10th right now <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you know what i mean right yeah. those who don't finish up top 6 regularly uh for them i think uh, toby alderweireld is a good uh, good uh, center back uh he's been consistent for tottenham uh and his long range pass is excellent yeah. um he's uh, a defensive uh, unit i would say a complete defensive unit yeah yeah i think for me um i they don't come close to i looked at a few and they don't really come close to these guys company or terry but no no of course um, not yeah i i agree Alderweireld, I think, uh, I think in the last, maybe not the last season or the previous season, but before that, he was he was the mainstay for Tottenham, right, for a good four five years. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, Lauren Koscielny. Oh, Koscielny. I yeah. think he was good. He was underrated, but yeah, he, Arsenal did not really have a good team, and they did not win yeah. much. like they may have won an FA Cup here or there but they weren't really challenging for the title but as a center yeah. back if you were to put him in a good team you know he would do well yeah he would do decent yeah i mean he would be the gary kale i would say <laughs> because yeah. that's what he was uh, you know if you compare it with chelsea like gary kale was there just besides john, john terry doing things well but he ended up winning as well throughout this a decade uh, because Uh, he joined in january of the year we won the champions league so he won the champions league he won europa league won premier league he won every competition there is yeah um to be won by an english defender and um, and he's still playing and he's still playing yeah so i would say he is also you know one of the honorable mentions if you want to talk about who has been successful yeah uh throughout the decade It's odd. I'm just talking about Chelsea players. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think it's odd at all. I mean, we are allowed to be a little partial. <laughs> so I guess we are pretty much done with centre backs, right? Like there were good centre backs for two or three years, but we couldn't really find anyone who was yeah. consistent over the you know over seven years or eight years, like because we are talking about the full decade. Yes. So let's move on to uh, maybe we should do keepers. 
right? Because I think Nikhil and I picked Peter Cech, Kamisha, yeah. David De Gea. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I picked Peter Cech because as a keeper, I think he was a mature keeper starting 2009, right? I yeah. think um, he was in the team when Chelsea won three titles in that decade. Yep. He was in the Champions League team. He was in the Europa League team. Um, yeah. I mean, he won he was FA Cups. man. Um, and I think uh, when you think of the Champions League team with the caretaker manager, Matteo, the Italian yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. it was all about defense, right? Yeah, and then you needed someone solid in the back. So for me, I think he was an established keeper who finished his career at Chelsea, went to Arsenal, Started at Arsenal, probably had the most appearances. Yeah, fewer fewest mistakes. Um, yeah, he he actually had a golden glove at Arsenal. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> this decade. So he went to Arsenal. Uh, I think it was uh, the fifteen sixteen season, or uh, yeah, one of those seasons. He had uh, the golden glove for Arsenal. So. That's why, I, I mean, I was looking at the things as well, right? Uh, what you talked about, Harsh, the titles, right? The, so UCL, Europa League. Um, so Europa League, when we won in 2013, the year after we won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we won it again. It was against Peter Cech in defense. So he was in the final to win oh. the, the second time as well. Yeah. So he took Arsenal there as well to the final. Um, and um, he won an FA Cup with Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two with uh, Chelsea as well. So he he's won a lot of titles during this decade. Um, and um, he, although he wasn't, you know, in uh, Player of the Year um, that that many times as compared to De Gea. Yeah. Uh, he this guy was like once in the PFA Team of the Year. Yeah, I think the only thing I want to add here is he also won three Golden Gloves. Yes. In that yes, decade. Yes. Um, and for me, I think it's also the style of play, right? I was I was torn between De Gea and Peter Cech. Mm-hmm. And I have, I still have some reservations about De Gea. But Peter Cech for me was a complete keeper. He was not just a short stopper. Uh, but he was someone, you know, who was Commanding also a leader the from the back. Yes. Just yes. like yeah. John Terry and company. Yeah. Like he would, he would command the defense. Yes. Which I don't really see De Gea doing. I yeah. think he's he's one of the most experienced keepers in the Premier League. And yeah, I think he just sails through. I, for me, he doesn't have an impact on the defense or the team as much as some of the other keepers yeah. in the league now. And yeah. definitely not compared to what, you know, Peter Cech, Peter Cech had. Yeah, to me, um, I just like uh, how his career at Man U has progressed. Like the first yeah. season uh, when he came in, literally nobody thought he would stick around. Right. Uh, and he Manu wasn't went, doing that well. He wasn't well. doing yeah. well yeah. at all. Um, and uh, that's kind of endearing. I think he he did a pretty yeah. good job. Great turnaround. Uh, the, I think there was a season where he had 15 clean sheets. Um, he has good appearances. He reminds me of the good old Manu days. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the uh, end of um, Sir Alex Ferguson's uh, time. And um, not just that, I think um, his presence uh, is not vocal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's just there. And uh, it. I think a lot of managers, and even in the recent past, uh, Ole has tried 
uh, to bring in alternatives and it didn't work out for Man Manchester United as such for the team uh, and you you can see that that uh, the consistency that De Gea has um, that's one reason I would pick him over uh, Peter Cech uh, even though he has um, he has obviously more appearances more uh, clean sheets uh, than De Gea and to me that just matters a little more yeah plus um, i think there's uh, there's this talk about whether uh, manchester united has a replacement uh, keeper who's good enough to do this current yeah. current task and i think he still has uh, not his prime it's not like he's peaked uh, he just needs like ole has shown a lot of faith in him yeah. um, which which he's holding up at the moment yeah. and i think Manchester United's defense is a whole different topic uh, to discuss. Uh, we yeah. can blame uh, De Gea for uh, for a lot of other mistakes, but he's not uh, bad with the obvious saves. You know, like right. many other uh, goalkeepers in Premier League. I think uh, De Gea was, you know, the second choice for me as well. Uh, I guess for you as well, Harsh. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's he's what won the won the Premier League once. in the 12 13 season with the brilliant uh, central defense right you vidic mm -hmm. and ferdinand yeah. yeah right and then he's gone to europa with mourinho and won that um he's won the fa cup FA and cup, efl cup once community shields obviously he's got what five uh, pfa team of the years mm -hmm. yeah five i was just counting <laughs> yeah and I, and then spain starting goalkeeper it's not yeah, easy yeah. to hold it on, hold on to it for like 2016 Five years, four years, mm. and I feel like, um, and I don't want to critique him a lot, but I also feel like our defense was so bad that you know, yeah. when your defense is so bad that your keep keeper becomes the best player of your team, then there's something off with the team, and I feel like you mean like Burnley and Nick Pope. Yeah, I mean Nick Pope is a great keeper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right, uh, but. I didn't see anything obviously wrong with Peter Cech, yeah. but with uh, David De Gea, I see a lot of. So for me, he doesn't come for the ball. Yeah. Right. And fifty-fifties, like yeah. he gets bullied on on corners. Yeah. Right. If you look at just this season, he gets bullied by, you know, physical teams. Yeah. Southampton, right? Like, just just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he, he's okay. he's yeah. a great shot stopper. Mm -hmm. I think he's great to have when you have good free kick. specialist mm -hmm. on the opposite team mm -hmm. yeah but when it comes to you know one on ones when it comes to you know coming for those 50 50s when it comes to you know commanding your defense yeah. i i just feel like he he cannot be you know in the top tier or yeah. he cannot be in the greatest of all time mm -hmm. in premier league mm -hmm. i think yeah i know what you're saying like if you compare it to peter check right uh, peter check was uh, he got his head injury remember exactly yeah, yeah. Right? that was during a crazy tackle um and then he came back he still won titles he still been the leader yeah. he still gone for those 50 50s um you know that shows the mentality i think there's there's something different there right otherwise you would see there from dike as well but i would in in support of dike i would say that uh he's carried united i mean whatever positions you guys finished in yeah. the in the years without a good defense yeah it was due to him Yeah. I mean he he has carried United um for me no matter I still feel 
he has to be behind Peter Cech. And yeah. I mean, we, we mm. don't have to decide on the back five now. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought about it quite a bit. He's good. I swear I He's thought about great. it a lot yeah. before selecting oh, okay, Peter yeah. Cech. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just his consistency, I think. Yeah. And uh, some nostalgia, obviously. Uh, plus the rise of his career. Mm. Uh, you know, he was written off and then he came back. And uh, like you said, he's always been one of the few people who kept Man United not running for the title, but at least in the top six. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't think anybody else has been consistent over the last decade. P- Peter Cech has been, has been consistent. E- even with average teams, right? Like, but not average, like Arsenal. Uh, I think it's unfair to say average team, but I mean, he played with bad defense. Yeah. And he, no, he did okay. I know what you mean. Right. But yeah. what I'm saying is he still won the FA Cup there. And he was still the golden glove, right? With Arsenal, with that defense. Yeah. And also in terms of titles, I feel like he has done more than De Gea, right? Yes, of course. Of Winning course the has. Champions League. I feel like that's the... Yeah. Oh, dude. That's the best the penalty in extra time. Robin missed a penalty. He saved it. In extra time of the final. So, yeah. to check. Actually, I have not seen De Gea save a penalty in <laughs> I don't in know how while. many years. So, I mean, I think penalty is a little bit of luck. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you have to judge. I mean, but the courage and, you know, all that. I'm just talking about the overall uh, player mentality uh, of De Gea. Yeah. Could be better. Um I think that also comes with winning. I think when he started his career with United, Ferguson left and that caused his career to go, you know, stagnant. I think he, he with Ferguson there, he would have improved further. Yeah, I think I think he was um, he was not as mature as he is now. Yes, um, agreed. When the decade started or our decade started, right? Yes, like yes. the one that we are using yeah. for this episode. Um, I think it was pretty weak then. Yeah, I mean, we, we can go on and on about yeah. Peter Cech versus De Gea. Maybe <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we pause here, come yeah. back and pick our back five. Sure. Yeah, maybe we can uh, talk about uh, honorable mentions like some of the other goalkeepers of the decade. Um, I, I would start with Fabianski, actually. Um, he's, mm. I mean, I know he's been at West Ham. But uh, if you look at short stopping, uh, I think uh, he's... Always on the top of every stats, like in the top five at least over the decade, you would find Fabianski there in the saves section. Uh, so that is one of my honorable mentions, I would say, and uh, maybe Pickford, uh, but he's too acrobatic for me. Uh, but he saves, he saves uh, uh, difficult chances. I think Hugo Lloris has has been good for the last yeah. few years. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, but again, he hasn't played for Tottenham, you know, for the entire decade. Right. right? So I, I don't think he's the best. Plus, he hasn't really won anything. He's won the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as as um, as a Tottenham player. Right? right, right, right. I know what you mean. But, you know, if you talk about winning things as a player, you dream about winning the World Cup. I think, Nikhil, we were chatting about this just before this. Casper Schmeichel. Yes. Um, right. I think he, he has been good. Um, and I think he has been consistent as well, right? Like yes. From 
uh, a relegation threatened team to winning the title to being the top keeper and yeah. pretty much playing every single game yes yes and having that presence right? yes. I, i think he's he's close yes he's been uh, coming from league 2 league 1 all the way to champ you know a premiership level as yeah. well so he's gone through all that during this decade and he was best uh, you know at uh, whatever league he was in so that's another thing showing progression yeah and uh, which is important in a player's development right you need to see that progression and kasper schmeichel is i would say yeah one of the best that has been in this decade yeah so i think he's he's close um and he'll i'm sure he'll be talked about as one of the premier league greats when he retires yeah yeah of course but yeah that's pretty much it for me in terms of keepers anything else that we have kamish yeah i for mean goalkeepers? i i don't have any uh, honorable mentions for the for the decade but i think uh, just to bring another perspective in we should discuss um uh, potential for the future i was thinking of melia from leeds oh okay um at the minute leeds ha- defense is very holy like they are really poor at set pieces but uh, he's this guy is very young like he's 19 he's 20 i think and uh, he's he's got great athleticism he's yeah. he's really good and give him two good center backs and uh, he will eventually develop yeah. into a world class goalkeeper i think yeah i think his short stopping I, is good yep i feel that he's more like pickford like he has the mistakes in him uh, that yeah. you know distribution wise yeah he, i don't know what goes on in the mind like he does one silly thing yeah. and that leads to a goal just like uh, you know i'm yeah. blaming pickford a lot but that's what i've seen from him a lot mm-hmm. um but yes i i mean anyone 19 has potential to grow yeah. and learn and you know do great things yeah um That's a good shout. I would say we're missing out Edison, man. Oh, uh, I was thinking about <laughs> it, but then we spoke so much about Man City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually don't even remember when he signed for City. Yeah, I don't recall. But I would say if you're considering future going forward, yeah. Edison and Allison, right? They just came in like three, four years ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think about you know how both are Brazilians and how. Good Brazil's goalkeeping is, or yeah. will be for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah. I had another one. Yeah, Joe Hart for Man City. Mm. So I was looking this up. He's won four Golden Gloves. Oh wow! Yeah, four Golden oh. Gloves. I think three in this decade. So okay. he's actually a good shout for the best of the decade if you consider stats, because he's won two Premier League titles. Yeah, and you know he was part of the first two first era of Man City, which was in the beginning of like you pre, know pre pre Guardiola. Yeah, pre yeah. Guardiola era, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good shout uh, for best of the decade because he's won titles as well along with those teams. Yeah. And um, he's won Golden Gloves, so yeah. which is clean sheets basically, uh, three times in the decade, which is the most. I guess I I think uh, Peter Cech is Peter also Cech three, yeah, three. at three yeah. as well. So yeah, that's why he's a good shout out there. Yeah, yeah no, that's that. that's good because um, I feel like we wrote him off, uh, or at least I wrote him off because when Pep came to City, he didn't really like him because he doesn't contribute to starting the play from the back. Yeah, distribution. Right? So we, yeah. I, I almost forgot about him, and yeah. he, 
I mean, he he's still playing. He's the yeah. second keeper for Tottenham. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and there were many negatives in my mind for him when he looked like an idiot when, you know, uh Polo took that free kick that hit the post mm-hmm. in the World Cup right 2014. Um but anyway, I I feel like he was an integral part of the team the first 5 yeah. mm-hmm. or 6 years of this decade. Um where City won like two or three titles, right? Yeah, two titles. Either they yeah. were winning or they were runners up. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Um let's move on to fullbacks. Uh where do you want to start? Left back, right back? Um I guess it doesn't matter because we all had different uh, uh people at <laughs> So you mean this will be longer. <laughs> this will be longer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's start with left back, right? Um so who do you have Kamish? Aspilicueta. Oh, you have Aspilicueta. Yeah. Uh, I mean in in my head um the earliest memory of him playing was under Mourinho. Okay. And uh, that's that's where he eventually migrated to and Yeah. Yeah. And settled in well. Yes, yes. Uh yeah, I agree. I mean, uh I think uh you know he he joined Chelsea uh in 2012 just after we won the Champions League. Yeah. Uh so he was part of the Europa League team which he's won twice. Uh he's won Premier League twice. Yeah. And then um you know, a one FA Cup, one EFL stuff basically. And um uh, we finished third I think a couple of times um uh, three times at least in this decade that i saw so we were always competing but then mm-hmm. in the previous uh, five years i would say man city liverpool took you know another level of play yeah and now we are all chasing them sort of uh, uh throughout the season but yeah as far as uh, aspilicueta is concerned i put him on left back because i couldn't find any uh, left backs that were successful and uh, aspilicueta is the one who has played in every position um in the defensive line yeah. and he has been successful so uh, there are two caveats to this as in you know he is the best in that position as well as i could change the formation and he could fit in anywhere so so i had leighton baines um and for me i think he he fits the um uh, bill of a left back perfectly yeah. because i mean he is not from a big team right he i mean by big team i mean he wasn't playing champions league he wasn't you know yeah competing for top 4 yeah. yeah but if you look at his um, everton history he joined in 2007 still playing you mm-hmm. know going mm-hmm. strong 13 yeah. years made over 350 appearances he was voted twice in the pfa team of the year right he i mean obviously he was the best player at everton but as a defender being in you know players player of the season three times is actually a big achievement um and if you look at you know the start of the decade 2009 to 2014 15 he had the most appearances right like he played 35 plus games for everton in yeah. a 38 game season so mm-hmm. he he wasn't just good as yeah. a left back but he was pretty much injury free when he was young right yeah. like the first 5 or 6 mm-hmm. years and the reason i picked him is again being injury free playing you know in a small team but getting recognized as one of the best left backs yeah. in premier league um very good at set pieces taking corners taking penalties 
um again playing so many games but when you think of Leighton Baines he's the one guy who's on on the left of Everton yeah. going up and down the field putting in those crosses giving in those assists scoring goals plus being you know a good defender at the same time yeah. so i think he had a lot going on for him and yeah. he would have been a good left back in any team he, he just didn't have maybe the big teams didn't just come for him or he was just overpriced at the time yeah, um probably yeah yeah I, i agree i mean he has the qualities for uh, i mean he is one of the best i would say in the premier league uh but i didn't uh, pick him because uh, i didn't see him um like you said challenge for something challenge for top 4 or play against big teams in champions leagues or uh, or europa leagues right europa leagues i think uh, everton still qualified for a couple i don't know if he how he contributed hmm. but um, i know that everton were qualifying for europa league and stuff but what i'm saying is uh, when you play with big teams you learn a lot you grow more as a defender i i guess if he joined a big team he would have improved more right and he would have been one of the best who who knows right i mean for me uh, like aspi is good yeah but i don't know if he'll he's a good left back compared to beans Right. Yes. If you if you look at the overall game, like what he brings to the game, like crosses, set pieces, mm-hmm. defense. Yes. Aspi is a good centre back. He's a good defender. But yeah, in terms of his attacking contribution, I agree. I would right. say he's slightly behind Baines. Yeah. I think his defensive contributions are better than Baines. Yeah, but attacking wise, he lacks attacking uh, ability. Uh, but I think Aspi is also very good one on one. Yeah, he's excellent one on one. Yeah, uh, and um, one of uh, Bain's uh, qualities that you said, Aspi is one of those players who hasn't missed many games. Yeah. So I was looking at it like twenty. Yeah, he's almost always there. Uh, yeah. Twenty yeah, fifteen to twenty nineteen, he's missed like four games in Premier League. And the twenty seventeen season that we won the Premier League, he played every minute of it. But to your point. he played it as a right center back yeah but i'm saying the consistency that you talked about he also has that consistency but i i agree that the set piece quality of a free kick or uh, say uh, even penalties uh, corners, right? right no and yeah, also yeah, right i feel yeah. like yeah. um aspi's time in chelsea need not have required him to attack as much right maybe i mean i wouldn't uh i wouldn't dwell into the yeah, mind that's a good of, point yeah yeah so it just depends on how he adapts to the need of every manager like he's ready to play all three positions perform consistently well in all three positions and i think that's that's not something every defensive player or any player right you cannot just yeah. uh change their yeah. um position and expect them to perform consistently good uh, but he has that quality about him and um that to me just he's he's versatile but he's consistent as well so it's it's nice so he need not be an attacking full back yeah i mean right. yeah i mean that's yeah, a, that's yeah. fair discussion <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. all right okay so uh, yeah any other left backs that you guys want to talk about um so I, in terms of honorable mentions i had 
Patrice Evra. Yeah, yeah. I was going to talk about Evra. I'm sure we yeah. all, we yeah. had Evra again. I think his career ended in 2013-14 season. 2013, yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like it wasn't fair to pick him as the defender, the left back of the decade mm-hmm. because he played like half the decade of that. And he was fading at the time, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. 12 yeah, they, and 13 seasons. I season. think all, uh, a lot of uh, Manchester United defensive line kind of peaked in the first four years of that decade, three years of the decade, right? Um, Alex Ferguson left and then it just, everybody... Yeah, and I mean, we didn't have... Yeah. We had aging defense, so... Yes. So, so he, he played five years, right? Yeah. Uh, and then in those five years, he won two Premier League titles. Right. The other two seasons, United were runners-up. And he was also the captain of the side because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vidic and you know Ferdinand weren't playing every game. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so I think he was good, but I think he was past his peak. You know. Yeah, for the decade, considering the decade. Considering right? yeah, the decade. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, I would say Robertson is one of them that we can look to, look forward to. Agree. Yeah, but um, considering right, he came from what uh, Hull City was it? Hull City. It is Hull right? City. Yeah, yeah. Hull City to Liverpool, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. So, see the transformation by having a good coach and, you know, having his system that works for him. Yeah. And uh, now he's one of the best, uh, maybe in the world or in Europe at least. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. going forward, I would say he's the one to watch out for. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, uh, left-back-wise, um, it's very hard in the Premier League. Yeah, I, th- I think the issue is, again, it's not just left-backs, but picking defenders in general. I, there weren't that many who yeah. were consistent over the 10-year period. Exactly. Right? There, were, there were defenders who were good in like yeah. three Jesus. to four-year Two pocket. seasons, yeah. three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. Yeah. Right. There's no dominance, right? Because the Premier League got more competitive. I think that's why. Uh, if you think about other leagues, there's still those two teams dominating or three teams dominating, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Premier League, more and more teams are coming in and now you have, like right now you have a top eight or whatever, right? Competing for the Premier League. Yeah. But uh, and that's, that's why… That's the main reason you see talent coming into uh, PL and not going out as much. Yeah, at least. Uh, yeah, in right the last now, 10 uh, years, if you see. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to uh, right backs, man. Our last uh, pick. So, Harsh, do you want to start? Sure. I mean, I think right. So, I think I was mistaken when I said we had different fullbacks. I think right backs is the position we had different, you know, yeah, folks at right yeah. backs. So, yeah. for me, um, it was between Aspie and Zabaleta, but I I picked Zabaleta again because for me, um, City dominance was. Pretty much because of how solid they became defensively. Even though they had Aguero, they had Silva, they had all these fancy players yeah. up front. Yeah. I think they were solid at the back. And yeah. Zabaleta for me was like, you know, defensively solid, but also good going forward. Yeah. yeah. Right. And in terms of appearances, again, I think he's someone who played um, over 300 games in the yeah. last decade. For the most part, it was for Man City, but then he went to West Ham and he was the mainstay even when he was in his, you know, early to mid-30s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same titles as company, right? Like four Premier Leagues, right. two FA Cups, 
um he was in the pfa team of the year yep outside of man city i think he was also in the team um that you know finished second in the world cup in 2014 right mm-hmm. he was the main oh, right. right back for argentina yeah so again true leader solid right back um and not the best going forward but he was pretty good with his crossing um yeah. but for me i think it's i picked him because of leadership qualities hmm nice man i mean yeah i agree i mean he had the same as uh, company right because he it was in the same, same era, era basically and um, yeah i think he was decent going forward also uh, i would say uh, but towards the end he kind of uh, you know when he went to west ham you, you can see the quality of the people around you how it affects you yeah uh, you know how you start playing differently uh, to adapt to that yeah um mine was uh, branislav ivanovic i know he's another chelsea player but you know i i just wrote down everything that i could and then i had to choose between what you guys chose and what i chose yeah. and <laughs> basically those were the three that i had written down yeah so um, branislav ivanovic he won uh, three titles three premier league titles um one champions league one europa league two fa cups and one efl cup um that itself uh, says a lot uh, that is the same as uh, i think better check but swap fa and efl maybe um and uh, he was amazing man i mean uh, i think uh, the right backs of those times uh, they were not uh, the modern right back that we have no modern full backs is different right yeah uh, they have to be attacking uh, they have to be defensively sound but not accurate enough it's okay to not be very very hard defensively but ivanovic was right there uh you know blocks uh take a one on one he would just crash on to you uh he would he was good with crosses he would score goals important goals yeah um scored the uh, europa league final goal uh, in extra time um he was the man who did the comeback thing for us to win the champions league later on so we were trailing in one game and we came back and you know that drove us through so he was he played very important games very well it may be a biased thing but i'm i'm just saying that if you compare it the importance of what he gave to the team i think uh, he is one of the best of the decades all right i have kyle walker yeah that uh, was uh, another one that i had as well <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, i did have zabaleta as well yeah. uh, but uh, the the reason i picked kyle walker is we all try tend to focus i mean it is i tend to focus on his career at man city yeah uh, but uh, he's been in premier league since uh, 2010 yeah yeah um and uh, he's been with tottenham even though he was loaned out like a bunch of times um and i think he was one of the most important uh, folks person who contributed to tottenham being at second place uh in i think 2015 16 season uh, yeah. if i remember correctly the assists that he had uh which kind of carried forward uh to man city uh his form carried forward to man city uh the tanking potential that he has and what pep gets out of him yeah um he played for the english uh team uh and uh, i think all these things uh and he's been in the recent 
five years, uh, which I think uh, says a lot about uh, the next three or four years that he has in him. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, for me, it's it's Kyle Walker. Yeah. So for me, I think Kyle Walker is good. Um, he's pretty solid. So his best quality is his pace. Yes. Right. Like yeah. he can get away with silly mistakes, mistakes because yeah. he can recover in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, his positioning isn't that great. Yeah. Um. And that was true at Tottenham, and that's yes. maybe one of the reasons why they let him go. Even though it was like at a no, Tottenham's a selling club. They they let him. Yeah, go. exactly. It but was at a yeah. high price yeah. point, right? like fifty million for yeah. a right back. Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you sell him? So I think he is good going forward but as a defender i i'm not sure if i would rate him as highly as you know as p or ivanovic or even zabaleta i yeah. i think he's he has mistakes in him um, yes i think he's a modern fullback right he's so, a modern fullback yeah, that's yes. why right. so if you talk about going forward what kind of fullbacks you would want to see in the next decade it'll be probably like Kyle Walker or some someone like um, alexander what's trent trent, trent alexander, alexander. <laughs> Yeah, Trent Alexander. Yeah. Um and you know yeah, we didn't we didn't speak about honorable mentions about him. Yes, yeah, yes, but, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. um but if you talk about his um, achievements, I would say uh, with Tottenham, I think it was Harry Kane that changed Tottenham more than him. Mhm. Whatever position, I mean he was playing well obviously with uh, Pochettino training them to a different system, very good you know, uh, attacking sense. Yeah, finishes were from Kane, but there were a lot of assists. Assists, yeah, 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 yeah. He he was assisting a All lot. All the crosses, yeah. A good good crosser of the ball. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say as a right back, uh, if you look at the last decade, uh, I think I think he misses out on a lot of uh, other qualities, which uh, you know, like Hush said, uh, mm-hmm. these guys have. Uh, that's what I think. He doesn't make it to my pick, at yeah. least. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted to plug this Maldini quote in, but um, I think he said, if I have to make a tackle, then I've already made a mistake. And I feel like that's, yeah, that sums up Kyle Walker. Like he, he goes in for tackles. He's, he'll come back uh, for the attacker. So for me, he misses out again because mm. I think he has a mistake in him every other game, which you don't want your defender to have as True, a but as a that's, top. that's his role in man city he needs to be an attacking fullback yeah right uh, again uh, this is the same conversation that we had like a few minutes ago right how the team wants him to play yes his title is defender but what do they want him to play as yeah i feel like as a right back man city i mean they they play a different style of football but if you were to just look at a right back position and evaluate him yeah you still don't want that many mistakes in a right back okay and i think uh, ivanovic would put his body on the line uh and i wouldn't i wouldn't see i wouldn't say kyle walker does that enough it's mostly recovery but uh, as a defender um uh, he's always thinking about the next move how do i attack um that's what I see yeah. from his game, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's difficult to pick between um, Ivanovic and Zabaleta. I think <laughs> for me, they are on par. Kyle Walker slightly behind. Yeah, yeah. Zabaleta, I think he moved. Uh, he was moved fr- to West Ham eventually. 
but uh, yeah again man city we are talking about man city a lot right yeah. this second but they never competed in Euro- european championships you know you, you don't see them reach semi finals or finals mm-hmm. of big competitions across europe playing with barcelonas and real madrids of the world so i think yeah there has to be some place i mean given to uh, players who have competed with the best as well so yeah so uh, yeah th- you mean to say they didn't have enough competition to show whether they are worth yeah the, yeah you compete the with the best win yeah. with the best and okay. that's how you become the best eventually yeah i think uh, purely based on that i have to concede because yeah. ivanovic won them the champions league he played against the best and no matter like city were a great team but in champions league their record sucks yeah. um i think ivanovic for me inches ahead of zabaleta yeah. so <laughs> um yeah for me yeah. i'm convinced See, it's yeah. ivanovic one more thing about my team is we have great chemistry like four people from chelsea man <laughs> <laughs> fifa is great <laughs> So I I guess the outstanding positions are keeper, left back, right back. Yeah. So right back, are we are we good with Ivanovic as a right back? I'm I'm okay with Ivanovic. I have I have yeah. him on the list, but yeah. Okay. It's just a little older history than current. That's that's the only thing. Yeah, I actually you you know what? He he won three uh Premier League titles. Yeah. Uh and his last one was in 20 17 it was conte like, right yeah yeah under conte yeah although i have to say i'll concede here that he played very less games there i think he played like seven or eight games because yeah. we played three at the back uh with aspi as the third center back yeah. so he he didn't play that many games he although won the premier league so that's another thing he makes titles. a team but he doesn't yeah, yeah yeah agreed right because you say that a player won a title yeah. towards the end of his career but how many did he actually play did that's, he contribute enough to the season yeah, to yeah. actually so yeah. i want to say that you know ivanovic for the third title he didn't play seven but still it's the third title man yeah yeah like, he's already won two right yeah okay so so we have center backs we have ivanovic Okay. On the left, I think we. Oh, that's a debate. I, okay. I don't think I'm ready to concede to Aspi <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like Baines is still a naturally um, gifted, gifted left-footed yeah. player. Yeah. Whereas Aspi was more of a makeshift, right? He never right. played on the left for Spain. I think he played on the left because Chelsea did not have anyone yeah. on the left. Yeah. Right. So he's he's not. But he not, played well. He played well. He won things with the yeah, left. Yeah, and and it was great adaptation. I think. Yeah. He uh, he played well, but how much of the credit goes right? to Aspi versus the team? Absolutely, it goes to Aspi. It goes to Aspi if he does his job well. That's that's all matters, right? I think he was defensively solid, but again, if you're talking about modern day full fullbacks, yeah. We just wrote off Kyle Walker because he is not defensively good. You can't just counter argue whenever it makes sense. Okay. No, I mean, <laughs> fine. I mean, we, we just wrote him off because you know. I think we wrote him off because he make mistakes, and I don't see Baines making that many mistakes, even though he didn't have that much support. Right. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have the backing of a great keeper. He yeah. didn't have the backing of great centre backs who would cover for him. He didn't have the backing. But Aspi didn't need that. He was good one on one. Right. So, he he was good but yeah. he had At John Terry of, yeah yeah and he had Peter Cech yes Baines 
he was pretty much like if he's on the left he I loses mean, the ball that's not his fault right they were already there in the team before he came yeah right. yeah, yeah i mean I, it's, it's not like as, john terry and peter check was <laughs> were brought in because he because was aspie was yeah exactly no but but he had cover in case things went wrong but, but i don't never anybody <laughs> plays football like that right when you're actually playing one on one when you're going one on one oh if i miss it there's harsh at the back so he'll take care of it no we don't think like that right you know what i mean, I mean? we we don't but um i feel like your mistakes are not in the limelight because there's someone else covering for you which isn't the case again i mean we can go on yeah, and on yeah. see uh, what what i mean is leighton baines is really good player he could have taken the kyle walker step moved on to man city that's another moved thing moved on to a yeah. big team yeah. and show that what he can do with a good team he didn't do that i mean or no, no big team went for him, for him too, yeah. right no big team went for him there has to be some reason the underlying I mean, stats the that we don't see uh, what the exposure of stats he is a very good player in a decent team right yeah. i mean i can tell that uh, tarkowski is one of the best defenders in the premier league yeah, last 5 years yeah 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 and he is what uh, he's playing with burnley to always stay in the premier league he plays for man city i don't think john stones starts for man city that's what i mean like he's like the best one of the best defenders i i would say in the last 4 years but that's what i mean like when you choose the best we we have to consider some kind of a bar right if you cross that bar okay you're the best you're considered in the best range if you don't cross it sorry these people crossed it and you haven't yeah, i think we have, have to so. give some credit to um, to analysts right who are actually focusing on okay what players am i watching what defenders am i watching this season or the last four seasons why wouldn't i pick baines there has to be an underlying stat that he didn't get picked by other than the fact that he might be overpriced when folks needed him uh i think more than that i, I just feel like i haven't watched aspi as a left back um consistently over the decade to call him the best left back of the decade yes. right because he that's was that's true actually yeah he he played as center that's back true. he yeah. played as right back, right back he played as left back yeah. so just because he played left back maybe a season or two he cannot be the left back of the decade the thing is that new managers came in they brought in new people yeah. tried to adjust didn't work put him back there worked worked and then changed the philosophy put him on right center back worked put him anywhere it works he can play any role in the in the back four one the other is consistency he plays good in any role and left back being the most prominent to me I yeah mean, i mean head, yeah. i guess the last thing i'll ask you is how many seasons has aspi played as a left back for chelsea yeah i think two seasons so obviously i mean you look at the stats you see number of appearances it doesn't show you how many left and how many right it can change within a game yeah right i mean and that has happened like people with having him they switch the right back change change to a 343 or change to a 433 and switch him on the left that has happened so that's a very difficult answer to give but i understand your question like in title winning seasons out of the two he's won one in left back i would say and bains has none e- everton as a team yeah. if they win anything i'll be surprised um they can win um, yeah. but uh, conte he played back 
Yeah. yeah. That was that's the second season I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The first season I'm talking about is when he played there. So I I understand your uh, philosophy where you're coming from. Uh, that having a proper left back is good. A purist philosophy, right? Like you yeah. want yeah. have yeah. a proper left back over uh, a makeshift left back. Yeah. Or a versatile defender. I would call him that a versatile defender, the most versatile defender of the last decade. That's what I'm selling Aspie as. Oh, a new title. Let's just make yeah. a new. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm putting him as a left back. I'm not putting him as a left back, left back. So I'm taking the most versatile defender of the Premier League in the last decade and placing him as left back so that I can change the formation tomorrow. I, I guess <laughs> we just have to agree to disagree on this position because, because there's no yeah. place for him in the center backs because we already decided on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he deserves a mention in the best of the decade. That's yeah. why basically that's why I've chosen him. If you pick without any defensive priorities like a left back or right back just purely based on defenders of the decade i'm sure aspi pops up in the best form yeah if we were picking uh back 3 he would be in my back 3 yeah. he just doesn't make it in my back four because of yeah how the left back role has evolved okay surprisingly both your fpl teams don't have aspi <laughs> surprising yeah i just just yeah putting a point out there yeah Right. Okay, and I guess the final thing we haven't touched on is the keeper. Um, we yeah. have Peter Cech, Kamishev, De Gea. Yeah. Any points of defense? No points of defense. <laughs> I'm not conceding on this. I I think, yeah. uh, in the sense that I understand the uh, the logic or the rationale that you guys have about Peter Cech, um, his solidarity, uh, the way he maintained uh, his numbers, and what uh, the way he led from behind. but i still think um david uh, is is comfort to me he reminds me of uh, a good era and uh, i think he still has some years left in him where in the recent team manchester united team he can technically win titles and there are shortcomings every goalkeeper has uh, shortcomings but there's there's nothing specific that you can pick about him and say okay we lost the game because he's done this repeatedly because the only thing i've seen it is he like he doesn't come forward and he's improved on it and even 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 otherwise he's improved on it that's it I, and yeah. i think that counts more that's what we've seen from his season 1 all he does is improve 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 yeah i, so, I think the only thing he has done consistently is saved man united a lot of times a lot of times oh a lot of times But, yeah agreed that hasn't led to anything no because because of whatever reasons i don't know but uh, there are 10 other players in the team who don't yeah i mean the there sense. are some players in any team who yeah. don't do you know what's supposed to be done at yeah. a given point but uh, my point being that um, if you compare with petechek that level is different i think uh, as far as shot stopping is concerned if yeah. you consider that as the only thing as a goalkeeper yeah yes i agree that in the last decade uh, he's the best shot stopper so i mean I, i was deciding between the two as well right but for me if you look at the first 3 or 4 years i don't think david de gea was a good enough keeper to start for united i think he mm. played because van der sar was 
Van der Sar had retired. Yeah. We didn't have a good keeper and we were struggling and he made way too many mistakes. He has improved, but there are still a lot of areas where he's not good at. One yeah. is being bullied on corners. The other being on one-on-ones. He doesn't leave his line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just cannot do that in modern football. Um, there are strengths. He's a good short stopper. Uh, and to me, that's pretty much it. Like, apart from being a good short stopper, he doesn't have the same qualities as even uh, modern day keepers like Edison or Allison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, Peter Cech wasn't a modern day keeper, but he was brave. He would come for one on ones, he wouldn't get bullied on corners. And he was decent at stopping penalties or even free kicks. Like that's the basic quality yeah. you need for, you know, play in Premier League and be a keeper of that stature. So, again, I, I think he's slightly ahead um, just because there weren't any obvious drawbacks in Peter Cech at the time. Yeah. Um, and for me, De Gea was new at the beginning of his career. And even now, I feel like he has... He he's not the best. Yeah, I mean to to me, um, last three four years football has changed so much. The specialists have become so good compared to what they were five years ago. Uh, it's it's I okay maybe it's not a clean comparison. That's what I think. Uh, but I can't prove that with numbers. I mean I can prove if I look it up. But uh, that that's what I think is is happening here. Your uh, nostalgia associated with with Peter Cech is different compared to uh, mine with David Deha. That's yeah. it. But I think, I think more, with more, the best of the decade, there's no nostalgia. I think it's just facts, right? Because yeah. who has done what, and we yeah. have the numbers with us. Yeah. It's already happened, so there's no prediction. So it's just that the way they have influenced their teams that they were in. Yeah, I think De Gea has just saved Man United most of the times, but Peter Cech has saved Chelsea and won with Chelsea and saved Arsenal and won with Arsenal. Yeah, and he's moved teams as well within the Premier League mm. to show his you know uh, confidence. Like, okay, I'm not your first keeper. I'll go to your rival and show that I'm still the best. Mm-hmm. And he went there. He wasn't good for like all his time in Arsenal, I would yeah. say, but yeah. he was there. He won things there also. So, yeah, the FA Cup, yeah. Yeah, FA Cup and, you know, Europa League yeah. final. So, I think, yeah, the determination and mentality shows there. Okay, yeah. Again, I think keeper is one more position we may have to, I guess, disagree on. Um, which yeah. is fine. I mean, yeah. th- this was fun, right? Like, yeah. I, I, oh, totally, yeah. So, yeah, so this was uh, the defensive lineup. I think uh, for the listeners, uh, I hope, uh, you know, you guys had fun listening to it. I know it was a long episode. Um, But uh, yeah, we'll come up with uh, midfielders next probably. Uh, But not the next episode, maybe in a few episodes. Like Nikhil said, I hope you had fun. But let us know if we consider the right defenders. Did we have the right criteria? Is there someone we missed? Um, Is there someone you have in... I guess mid-table, lower-table teams that we should have looked at and they were influential to those teams and the style of play. Let us know what you think and uh, see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.